Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church, and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. 
When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, the master handed him over to the jailer to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father would treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Mercy is a fine word, don't you think? It's one of those words that isn't used too much, so it still has some potency. Mercy is the common theme in this chapter. Following Jesus and living in the church is always about looking out for others, trying to find ways to keep them close to you and in touch with God. It really pains me that so many Christians shy away from the grubby reality of our faith, rubbing up alongside people, being inspired and offended, supported and wounded by them. We seem so quick to take a step back and not really throw ourselves into friendship with the church. We often say the problem is with the church being too institutionalised or too full of difficult characters or too out of touch. Is the real truth that we're just not good at forgiving others' sin? Is the real truth that we're just not good at showing mercy? If we're serious about following Jesus, we have to get stuck into the local church, doing life together with other little ones, challenging them and forgiving them, showing them mercy and asking them to show us mercy too, over and over again. All this effort is not just to play happy families. It's the forging of a people in the pattern of the prince. A church that has forged mercy begins to look like her God of mercy. And when the church begins to look like Jesus, it will also begin to wield the authority of Jesus. A people persisting in compassion wields immense power to bound and loose forces in the world. Authority grows where love grows. So, next time you have a chance to show mercy, but it feels a bit awkward or a bit embarrassing, see that opportunity as an anvil for your growth in authority. If you want to see God do more, press into awkward and embarrassing expressions of mercy to people who do not deserve it. If we can truly become people full of mercy, then we will begin to really be the church. People who've received ridiculous levels of mercy from God, who simply reflect some of that mercy to one another and to the world. Here's a question for reflection. How are you showing mercy in your interactions with others in Jesus's church? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.